So hello and welcome to this week's bumper edition of the Turn 5 podcast. Uh, it, it was a frantic week in terms of racing. We had Formula 1, 3E and Freca. So we've made a couple of decisions. Um, Freca we're just going to touch on after we've done Formula 1. Formula E, we're going to push that back because they've got a three-week gap in between races. So we're going to do a bumper Formula E episode after this triple header's done because there was just too much racing this weekend to fit it all into one episode. So we figured that's the easiest way about it. Um, As usual, we've got Richard, Ben, Alex and Nia here and me, of course. Uh, So let's get going. One sentence race review, French Grand Prix, Nia, go. Oh God, no, you put me on the spot now. As soon as he said that, I was like, I haven't got anything. Oh dear. Um, Unexpected. That's one word, but unexpected. Okay, one word can be a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Alex. Uh, Paul Ricard actually isn't that bad after all. Mm. Ben. Gives you a headache. I put, we love Darren and <laughs> Alex was spot on. About uh, about the race going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a change. <laughs> but... um, Richard? Uh, I'll just go for my, my three-word review of Je suis shooketh, because and... holy smokes, we had a good race in France, and I never thought that would happen. Yeah, Mainz is just, what? <laughs> a good race in France? <laughs> um, so yeah, we had a good race in France. We're going to skip practice, because that was just France things. Mercedes topped FP1. They should have topped FP2, but Max went on the softs and Max topped FP3. Done. Moving on. Qualifying. Yuki. Who wants to go first? Yuki twerked. Yeah. Um, what was, was that car ex- doing? I was not expecting to say that. Uh, I mean, come on, I tweeted it as well. <laughs> I probably saw it, but I was like, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Really? I think the- what was that car doing when it went across the Twerking, apparently. Runoff? <laughs> like he dropped it on turn one. Turn yeah. too early. That's like something I'd do on the game. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. To be fair, he did take a bit of that massive yellow curb. Yeah, but they then showed like a, an onboard of Bottas and he took like a, an inch less and was just like, yep, fine, nothing. <laughs> you watch Yuki's onboard. He's like, okay, turn in. Oh, Jesus, massive swapper on car does a 180 and then yeah. the transmission seems to just seize so it's a weird then one do, then do a jiggle yeah <laughs> that was third qualifying crash now which is not uh, yep. ideal yeah emilio romagna baku and uh france although mm. he didn't have carlos saints spinning in sympathy this week back-to-back <laughs> <laughs> back spins back-to-back back crashes in quality though it's not not yeah. ideal so back-to-back Last and, place start. Well, no, sorry, he didn't start last. He started no. tenth in Baku. I had to start from the pit lane this time. So. Yeah. Um, because the gearbox was gubbed. Mm. Unsurprisingly, and, given that well, no, it wasn't the actually wall. because of the gearbox penalty. It was because they had to break Park Fermi. Yeah, they changed. They didn't the floor. have an identical floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so at least he started Tower, from the pit lane. At least Alpha Tower checked the gearbox. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Ferrari checked the gearbox. They, they just, just didn't, didn't check, check the drive shaft. Yeah. 
Yeah. Didn't check the rest of the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, other Q1 news. A Haas got out of Q1. Um, I, I feel like my mm. bold prediction, I could like kind of try and swerve into this here because it's it's a Ferrari Driver Academy driver that made it to his highest ever by causing a red flag. So, you know, kind of. <laughs> no? Okay. No. <laughs> the car yeah. is not red. Um, he, he really wouldn't have been there had, had he not crashed. Um, How did he crash? Was exit, of, exit of six. Yeah, but it was more like, how did he crash? It was it, a bit, yeah, it was a very it, slow speed crash. He just seemed to lose, he just seemed to dump his foot on the throttle, lose the back end, and that was it. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lance Stroll was obviously going to go quicker than him. Um, George was looking to improve his time as well. So he was, he was probably going to go out. Um, mm. so yes, George was already. I mean, George, yeah, George was already, was already ahead there. Yeah. Yeah. Right no, uh, Latifi as well. No, because yeah. Mick finished P14. He only oh. qualified P15 because he didn't take part in Q2. Oh, yeah. So sure. um, George only got through by two thousandths of a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. Um, yeah. And so, Latifi was on a green lap as well. Yeah, so he was he was going to be back down in the bottom five, but he was still going to beat his teammate. Um, Probably so, yeah. three, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, swings and roundabouts, I guess. Yeah. So. And then that tweet from Haas F. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was the epitome of that usage of, of that yeah. name. So, I mean, yeah, fair enough. They, they, yeah, they won. <laughs> they won this week. Yeah. Um, then Max took Paul, and that was qualifying. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of it. All the action happened yeah. in Q1, really, didn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, it was just kind of normal service was resumed after that point. Yeah. Only a second pole, though, which isn't very many, considering Red Bull pretty clearly have the best car over one lap. I think it's fair to say. He's, there was he's, an interesting... he's always been in the top three or something, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah it's there was always an interesting anomaly out. with the track limits rules, though. Um in the in the race, you're penalised more strongly than in qualifying for going wide at that corner. But that's the way the rules were written, so we have no issue with it here. Ems the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we had about four versions of the race director's notes published at one point. In the yeah, they just kept updating it. Yeah. Weird. Um, race. We're just going to go team by team this week. We're going to try and avoid going on rants. <laughs> Let's start from the bottom finishing team, and that is Haas F1 team. Back down at the bottom this weekend. Nearly crashed again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's some beef. There's got to be some beef there because yeah, mix, mix they were exchanging words in the press, weren't they? Mazepin oh, yeah, was Mick. saying he's not going to have it easy. Yeah, Mick, Mick was saying how like obviously Mazepin has a different way of doing things, and how they got to have a talk in the team. And it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if Mick's saying something, you know something's bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. I great. mean, as if as if that team wasn't enough of a mess already. <laughs> the drivers arguing. Yeah, so. um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, they finished what last and second last and, uh, of a twenty we... twenty finisher race as well. All cars made it to the end. Yeah, they did, and I think I predicted that. 
He, he sounded kind he of did. disappointed, but yeah, he did. <laughs> it's just, I mean, yeah, it, that, it, you it, think at this sort of stage of the season, someone has some kind of mechanical issue. I was like, yeah. I was kind of thinking about my prediction during the race, and I was like, it's definitely going to be ruined by someone like retiring to save the gearbox or something at the end. Didn't a lot of them like change their engines? Or was that well, just, like, yeah, I was going to say, this is round seven. Yes. Mm. So yeah. this is the first race with it's everyone a taking a new gearbox anyway that's legally allowed. Um, because a gearbox has to do at least six races. Um, unless you don't finish the race before, then you're allowed to take one for free. But yeah, um, so basically everyone took a new gearbox. So that one is really an issue in round seven at least. Um, next lowest finishing team, Alpha Romeo Racing. Actually. Williams. Williams. No, no. Oh. Williams finished 12th. Oh, sorry, I'm just looking at the list 18th. we have here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Alpha Romeo were 17th and 15th. So they would have scored less points in theory. Uh, so yeah, well, Alpha Romeo. They were just slow. Yeah, they didn't see. I don't really recall seeing them on the broadcast at all. The only uh, thing I know that happened was Brighton and, and Leclerc coming together on the last lap. Yeah, I only saw that they, afterwards as well. Apart from that, like, what even were they? <laughs> it's, it always seems to be the case with Alfa Romeo. Like, you hardly ever see them anymore. Just normally they're coming like 11th and 12th. Yeah, yeah, um, that wasn't the case. So I think we, we said it like last time, they're always sort of 11th and 12th, and yeah. now they're just not. I think it's just this time no one retired in front of them. Well, <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, they just didn't have a great race. Both cars finished a lap down. That was that really. Um Williams next up. Let's see if it eighteenth, Russell twelfth. <laughs> Russell twelfth on the one race that nobody DNFs. Yeah, that's yeah. that just typical. Uh, but the twelfth does bump them back up the constructors standings. Yes. So Back about, to like, where they probably should be on merit. Think about some of the people that Russell beat legitimately as well, like Leclerc, Alfa Romeo, both Alfa Romeos. Sonoda, he passed right at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he passed Sonoda on the like, last lap. I, I, didn't really, last lap. I didn't really follow like what strategy. I assume he one-stopped, but went quite long, I'm assuming. I honestly that seemed to be, cannot say. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I mean, sure, because he did post his fastest lap on lap 52. I don't know then. I mean, the... very late for a one stop. I mean, that, that one stop but going long seemed to be the way to go, didn't it? Because that was what Norris did. Yeah, I, I did not. Yeah. I'll admit, I did not think that was the way to go when he made that pit stop. Having yeah, seen I mean... how powerful the undercut was earlier on in the race, you think they've kind of hung him out to dry and then he goes and does his pit stop and then starts coming back through the fields. Okay. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> But I genuinely don't know what strategy George Russell did, but whatever one it was, it was a uh, it worked. <laughs> yeah, because he dropped to the back, didn't he, at the start as well? Again, mm-hmm. like he always yeah, used he, to. Yeah, he actually dropped behind Latifi at one point. Mm. Um, and be honest, throughout the race, I kind of just forgot Williams existed. <laughs> like yeah, towards the end, it, I was like, it, it oh. was a bit like Alfa Romeo. We didn't really see them on the broadcast. They just. Yeah, went round. I, it was kind of the same with the bottom three teams. Like we didn't really see any of them. Maybe yeah. a Haas spinning. That we was saw it. the Haas's <laughs> fighting, and that was about it, really. Yeah, like, we um, never really see them on broadcast. Yeah, 
I mean, then... there's no point following the back markers, is there? True. Next lowest ranking team for the weekend. Rather shockingly, given their performances over the last few weekends, Scuderia Ferrari. 16th and 11th for the Ferrari boys. They were running quite high at one point because they were they, like they got they fighting with the Mac- last week. They were fighting with the McLaren. The they were fighting with the McLarens at one point, and then. <laughs> well, Charles was just... first to come in because his yeah. he, his car had munched his tires. Yeah, it's the high deck they struggle with because it was like it at Portimao. It done the mm. exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a weird it's such a we went how they can drop so far because like the the early pit stop for Leclerc was not the way to go. I think we saw. Yeah, he ended up nineteenth or something. But even so, you look at Carlos Sainz, for example. He pitted because he pitted to undercut Ricardo, didn't he? I think, and so Ricardo came in a lap later, and mm. then they were effectively together after that. But you think how far ahead Ricardo was at the end, for example? That's just that's like an example of how bad the Ferrari was in its tyres compared to McLaren. I don't know. I feel, I feel like the Ferrari decision was also partly because Charles had just destroyed the tyres um, because he, so, he'd already been complaining. A lot of people had already been complaining about tyre deg. So. Ricardo finished approximately 25 seconds ahead of Saints at the end of the race. Hmm. And that's pitting at the same time from basically the same bit of track. Yeah. Together. Yeah. So, well, I think the Ferrari's main problem, I don't even know because that gap comes from a stint on the hards, isn't it? But the clerk particularly struggled with the mediums. Like, even when he pitted for the second time, he was still dropping down, wasn't he? So, I think, yeah, tie wear in general, a very big issue, Ferrari. Um, so it's next... something to do with like their engines because I remember seeing something like their engines really words mm, yeah I, I have a feeling it's strategy I've just loaded up the live timing screen yeah. and uh, two cars on the grid did a two stop and that was Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc yeah that was it everyone else yeah. did a one stop yeah I swear I read something about like the Ferrari engines degrade the tyres a lot easier. I saw, I saw something that might like... just very well be Ferrari talk for we don't want to admit that our car design munches our tyres, so we'll just do a fast yeah. engine. Yeah. But I swear I heard something about like that in Monaco. I, that, I could mm. be spouting bullshit. Possible, because... Well, the reason why they qualified so well in Monaco and Baku was because their car is harder on its tyres, so it warmed them up quicker in, mm. in the cold conditions, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so that, that, I think, something like that, yeah. Yeah, we saw the negative effect of that in France, possibly. Yeah, next up, Aston Martin Cognizant Formula One team. I mean, you can't really fault them this weekend. They got both cars in the points somehow. Yeah, 9-10. So... Fair enough. Solid weekend for Aston Martin. <laughs> Lance did a one-stop and went onto a set of softs. And made the softs last 19 laps. And, and fairness, still he went in incredibly points. deep on the mediums. He stopped earlier than Vettel. Mm. Actually, no, no, he didn't. Because their both second running. tire length is second tire life is the same length. Oh no, 
his used mediums. So yeah, he didn't go as long as Vettel on the hards, but made his softs last just as long as a used set of mediums. <laughs> yeah. Well, they seem to be the king of that, like, first stint on the hard strat, tires, yeah. now, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they, well, Vettel always seems to qualify, like, I don't 11th. know if this is right, but that it could was, be completely wrong. It was what, 12th this week? He never qualifies 11th, but yeah, it always seems like he's just outside the top 10 and he does that long stint on the hards, doesn't he? Well, I mean, Stroll came from the back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because Stroll didn't set a time. Uh, yeah, Stroll, he did set a time. <laughs> Two minutes and 12, yeah. Yeah. The time <laughs> was just very slow. Um, I think it was 147% of the pole position time. Well, not the pole time, but the best time in Q1. So um, the stewards had to give him permission to race. I mean, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? Cause, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done practice and he's been mid-table, so it's fine. So. Well, um, I mean, if you're Alessio Deleda, that doesn't matter, but still. Yeah, but you're not mid-table in, mm. in practice if you're Alessio Deleda. Mm. <laughs> Next up, Alpine F1 team. That was a um, very 50-50. Four points with Fernando. Uh, no points with uh, with Ocon. He finished behind Sonoda. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, nice save. <laughs> only seven tenths down, though, um, on Sonoda. So still yeah, quite close. Fourteenth on your home Grand Prix on the weekend that you've just been announced as having a three-year contract extension. Yeah, no idea. It's not great. How did that happen? Because they were together for the first stint, weren't they? And I thought, well, I was thinking in the first stint that Alonso, because he was getting overtaken, you know, he got overtaken by the McLaren, didn't he, for example? I was, I thought he was going to plummet like yeah. he has done in a couple of other races. But then he just seemed to reappear again, like <laughs> just behind the McLarens. But then Ocon, I don't know what. They the they thing. they were running opposite tire strategies because obviously Alonso got into the top ten, so Alonso had to start on his used mediums. Uh, Ocon started on the hards. Yeah, honestly, it was just Paul Ricard things really for Ocon. Ocon only went um, seven laps longer than Alonso did. Yeah, he pitted on lap twenty six, and then he got up to fourteenth on lap thirty eight and just stayed there. And that was it until the end of the race. I think that's well, it's quite an early pit stop to go to the end on mediums, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't think the Al- Yeah, I he went twenty-seven laps on yeah. used mediums. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> well, it is very impressive, very slow. Yeah. Yeah, that those tires were twenty-seven laps old at the end of the race. Compare that to his teammate Alonso. <laughs> whose hot, fresh hearts were 35 laps old at the end of the race. Mm. That is an interesting one, to be honest. But, yeah, that, that was that Just couldn't get past, really, once he made it up in the 14th. Yeah, it was just kind of... I, I don't know. I, I feel like some weekends, Ocon clearly sits better with the car, and then others, Alonso does. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any given weekend where both drivers do reasonably well. Like, we've, yeah. yes, they've had, you know, double points finishes, but so that's sort of been like ones in sick, ones just crept into 10th. There hasn't been, they don't have that consistency like, like McLaren do in terms of 
getting at least one of their cars right into the the top of Formula 1.5, which is going to hinder them in terms of their constructors challenge, shall we say. Mm. Next up, um, um, six points for Scuderia AlphaTauri Honda from Gasly. Uh, Sonoda, 13th. I mean, uh, four seconds down on George Russell at the end of the race. Uh, pit lane start to 13th. Yeah, not bad. Not terrible. Um, but going four seconds back after uh, three laps is, is quite drastic. Yeah. I mean, again, a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Yuki crashing out and qualifying, it kind of ruined his race strategy there um gasly qualified all right ran a decent race uh just got undercut by uh undercut by one of the mclarens and overtaken by the other one so yeah i think well that was probably the best he could have done because the mclarens with their tie were clearly third quickest but yeah i think well we're, we're seeing like last season's gasly again off sort of that I mean, it wasn't really a shaky start, was it? It's just it's a bit unfortunate. A couple of incidents. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, well, it's, it's the first time he's had a decent home race as well. It's it's it? shown his his growth as a driver because he had a couple of incidents when he went to Red Bull, and that set him back. But it set him back a long way, and he stayed set back a long way. He's had a couple of incidents at the start of this season with AlphaTauri, and it set him back a little bit. But he's bounced back from it quicker and he's gone on to get a podium and, you know, regular points finishes. So, But then there's still this question mark, which is bothering me a lot over his, where he's going to be next year, if anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't Helmut Marco say, on one, really. didn't Helmut Marco say he's got like another two years extension contract with AlphaTauri? Yeah, but Helmut Marco speaks out his backside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's There's reliable sources, then there's uh, we've got this covered.com and then there's Helmut Marco. Yeah. True. <laughs> but... Let's just Helmut hope Marco, it's true. Helmut Marco said after Hungary 2019, didn't he, that Gasly wasn't going to be dropped. Or and he was. Stayed in the season, and then he was. Yeah. So, yeah, slightly worried about that, but surely not. I mean, it'll be like the Paris situation again, won't it, where there's just so much, like, pressure on someone to give him a seat that someone will do it I hope yeah he's too good a driver to let go and he's proven that he can handle it at the front so as as sad as I was to see Hulkenberg go he was essentially at that point a notorious choke artist anytime he got anywhere higher than fourth Mm. so pretty much Um, next up McLaren F1 team Um, solid yeah, fifth and sixth. Great weekend. I mean, starting to see exactly like the where they should be. It's starting to the old Daniel back as well. Yeah, like, starting to get his so, seeing get his, his feet overtakes in. was yeah. Was great. Starting to get his mm. set his feet in McLaren. I was. I'll say. It, I'll say. It, I was mildly worried when you know they only qualified um, eighth and tenth. Um, McLaren doesn't have great qualifying pace, does it? No. Um, yeah, but yeah. if they want to get back to winning world championships, they need yeah. to. Yeah. They need to get qualified. Yeah. It's all well and good finishing fifth and sixth, but if you're not qualifying high enough, then you can't get close enough to the up the the front four to mount an attack. Yeah. So, and they um they finished a minute off, didn't they? Yeah. The uh, 
Yeah. Um, 49.4 seconds, Norris to Bottas. 11.8 seconds, Ricardo to Norris. So Mm. even then, that's quite a big gap between the teammates. Yeah, I mean, Lando, again, absolutely. I think I saw, has he been in the top five? Is it eight of the last 10 races? Uh, He's been in the top 10 every race and the top five apart from Spain, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's had one race where he finished eighth. Yeah, and the the rest rest has been in the top five. five. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be. I think we're talking now about, you know, is he the best after Verstappen and Hamilton, maybe? I mean... Uh, as much as I'd love to believe that, I still think we need to put Russell in a good car before we can make that sort of yeah. 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 And then we've seen, Charles we've seen Charles as well. Yeah, we've seen what Russell can yeah. do in a Mercedes. We now need to see what Russell can do in a Mercedes for a whole season. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, form, we've seen what Charles can do with Ferrari engine that goes, but now we need to see what <laughs> Charles can do in a Ferrari engine that goes, but legally. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there's always going to so, be. Yeah, I think it, I think it's too early to tell for a lot of these young drivers. Yeah, but the next generation is at least promising. Once yeah. once yeah. the old guard, old guard retire, because I mean, you look at the the older drivers. You've got Vettel, Hamilton, uh, Alonso, Raikkonen, and Alonso. That's at least four seats that are going to go in the next sort of four years. Maybe maybe Ricardo as well because he's like thirty one. I mean, if maybe. you're gonna sort of throw in that, then maybe Bottas as well. Yeah, like that this year. Yeah, it'd be like, that could be this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, there's potential. Speaking, speaking of Bottas, shall we? Shall we discuss Mercedes? Oh, here we go. I mean, we've made it. This no far. one, no <laughs> one's listens to Valtteri apparently. Yeah, mm. and I, I put out another tweet, much the same. Um, it was uh, oh, it was it's an Ardman film, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's like pirates that are really sort of semi posh. Um, but it's like uh, when Valtteri suggests actually useful uh, race advice, uh, Mercedes. Well, yes, but actually no. So yeah, they um, it's pretty obvious they just kind of hung him out to dry as a rear road block, and that rear road block was severely ineffective. So yeah. I think they honest honestly when Bottas had made the two-stop call, I was like, well, yeah, do it. That is the right call. And they it's, just didn't. It's pirates adventure with scientists. Thank you. Yeah. Um but yeah, they, they just hung him out to dry, and in the end, that's cost them at least one win. position. Mm, well, it's cost um, them a win and a podium. Yeah. Yeah. Theory. Thing is yeah. though, this, and this is now championship. Yeah, well, I mean, we slated Mercedes after the last two races, and that's three in a row now. But they've... Yeah. Because they went for an... Wait, let me get this right. They went for an undercut at Monaco and Baku, where when their tyre warm was poor, so an overcut was powerful, and then vice versa in France, where there was, you know, as we saw from Verstappen, the ridiculous amounts of time to gain from an undercut. The bit I don't get is when they pit Bottas first, saw that Max had then pit the next lap, but then the lap after that they pitted Hamilton. Yeah, it's like why didn't you do Bottas one lap and then Hamilton the next? Because mm. if they'd done that, he wouldn't have lost the lead at that stage of the race. Yeah, exactly. It was very so, yeah, it's just it's so un Mercedes. Um, like yeah, yeah. I mean, is there? I mean, it's it's kind of. I still feel a bit wrong to criticize them when they've made so many like unbelievable calls. 
and they've literally i mean they're, yes. they're the epitome of a perfect like professional well-oiled team aren't they but they're so, just I sort guess. of fraying around the edges now aren't they yeah I mean, I mean, like, you look standard. back to spain you look back to spain and they did the perfect strategy and then they've just been spained yeah, yeah. So they literally got beaten at their own game. And even Hamilton was on the radio saying, like, give me the undercut second time round. And then Max pitted. And they were like, <laughs> go long. <laughs> it's just like, it's, you know how it's going to pan out. You've, you've watched your team overtake the guy. And now he's just casually come and got his revenge. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so un-Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, perhaps it's, I don't know, if you want to be maybe cynical, it's, the pressure is getting to them of having another team that is clearly going to try. I mean, it's, obviously it's Ferrari. What it looks like it really. Is. Yeah, I was yeah. I was yeah. thinking that just now. Like, yeah, it it does look like it's getting to them because they've been dominant for so long. Well, like yes, in two thousand sixteen, it was in the team. So like yeah, yeah, but like Ferrari kind of like twenty nineteen. Yeah, they they the shot themselves in the foot. Really. Yeah. But like now they have an actual team who could challenge them. They look who like they're are starting, challenging them. Who are challenging them? They look like they're starting to get worried and like but starting then, to crack into pressure. I point bit. you to 2017 when that was the case. They had a team actively challenging them. They weren't the greatest in the first half, and then after the summer break, they just knocked out the park. Result after result after result after result wrapped up both championships. Oh yeah, I mean writing them off now would be mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, I'd argue yeah. at the moment the only thing actually performing to full like capacity at the moment is Lewis Hamilton in that team. And even then he made a massive mistake, didn't he? Well, massive a costly mistake. Yeah. But yeah. Cost of the championship leads. He would still be leading the championship this race if he hadn't mm-hmm. made that mistake. Yeah. Twenty one point lead. Yeah, like you say, obviously, after the summer break, they're always so strong. But then this season, is there's not going to be so many developments. We're going to focus on next year a bit more. So and be I don't know. Red, Red Bull are always I, really good at in-season development as well. Mm-hmm. So, But then Red Bull always look really good in in-season development because Mercedes go after about six rounds. Ah, oh, we've had enough. <laughs> we'll talk about it next year. This True. year, they won't do that. Yeah. Uh, this season, Red Bull have started much stronger than they have in previous seasons as well, which is probably part of the issue um so it's, it's going to be it's all well and good red bull starting as strong as now can they continue that can they maintain the pace yeah. um it's all it's all well and good like six seven races in being in the lead of both championships but at the end of the day it's well at the end of the year it's the numbers at the end that matter not the mid-season results so yeah exactly and the crucial thing is, well, I assume we've moved on to Red Bull now. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Um, crucial thing is, Christian Horner said, didn't he, if we can beat them at France, we can beat them anywhere. So, I mean, it's weird because we all thought, didn't we, coming into France that, well, it's a Mercedes track, it's a conventional circuit, the flexi wings <coughs> are being regulated, all that sort of stuff. We thought, you know, Mercedes would dominate. And all of a sudden, I mean, well, it was in third practice, wasn't it? Verstappen put like eight tenths on Mercedes. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. the quicker everyone, I mean, race pace, they were pretty even, weren't they? But even then, you look back to Spain, I think Spain's probably the one race out of the seven we've had where Mercedes were probably the quicker. So that says a lot about Red Bull's dominance at all circuits. 
rather than just you know the Monaco's. I think, I think what doesn't help the Mercedes car is that obviously it was designed the main body, the chassis was designed last year with that, um, and with that in mind. Nobody was expecting to still be using this chassis this year. And then Red Bull were like, uh, FIA, stop them, please. And then Mercedes were doing well because they had a powerful engine. And then Red Bull were like, FIA, stop them, please. And that was removed as well. If Red Bull win the championship, great. But I will take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt. I mean... At the same stretch, Red Bull have, you know, been winning races and Mercedes have gone, ah, oh, the real wing, it bends. Hey, hey. And now, and now it's kind of... That was illegal. That's an engine board's weren't. It's coming back to bite them in the arse because yeah. their front wings are now being investigated by the FIA. So, yeah, we'll see. But Yeah. The we'll, thing is, like, yeah. all these other races have been able to explain why Red Bull were quicker. Mainly flexi wings and tire warm up. Yeah, I can't France explain why. I, well, I France, you can. It's the two stop. Well, I mean, yeah, but they were genuinely quicker. You know, they they, they were in front. So, yeah. You know, with like the radios and stuff, wasn't Max's radio just like not working? Yeah, we had Robot Max. Yeah, and like Lewis stopped working for a while because like he, yeah. I don't think he could hear racing. He couldn't hear Bono. Like, he couldn't hear Bassey Bono. He couldn't hear Bono. I was like. Yeah, race control don't really tend to talk to the drivers yeah, in I, Formula yeah, One. Yeah. Um, no, race control just deal with the teams, yeah. 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 Um, but <laughs> the, the, the headset swap from Bono mid-race. <laughs> yeah. is, is that yeah, the like, F1 cool. equivalent of have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> yeah. Because you so. can't really turn it off and on again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just I like loved, turn the switch off and on. I loved Max's engineer. Yeah, can you fix your mic? I yeah. sure. uh, hold on. Two hundred miles an hour down the Mistral Strait. Yeah. yeah, how was he meant to do that? Because the only way I could think of doing it, because it's like right by their mouth, like maybe use it as time to move it. Yeah, it's helmet. either yeah. finger up or finger in. Either but... way is not going to end well. No, it's like going two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I, even if I was him, I wouldn't want to be just like messing <laughs> I mean... around with my microphone. The whole reason that F Duck got banned was because drivers were taking one hand off the steering wheel. But then I, I give to you Charles Leclerc uh, driving two laps without seatbelts. No, Japan was, 2019. Um, his, his, steering oh, yeah. wheel down here, hand over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Around 130R. That was quite funny, though. That was talented. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Formula One. I realise that the bit about Red Bull will make me sound like a better Mercedes fan, but it is true. Like, it just is. <laughs> that you're a bit um, Mercedes fan, yeah. No. That, that, um, <laughs> Bias. That, that Red Bull got them pitched back. Um, which annoys me a bit. That's the one thing about this sport that annoys me, and it has happened throughout history is when they change the regulations to just peg back the winning team, shouldn't we be telling the bad teams to just get better? I mean, yes, but poor old Claire Williams couldn't afford that. 
Yeah, it's easier so, said than done. Like the cost cap and stuff is a good thing, but just yeah. being like, yeah, we're going to bring in these regulations I, I to hurt the, this team, I think is a fundamentally bad I, I idea. I feel like the the 2022 regs are designed to try and do that rather this the 2021 was more of a, a stopgap because we were yeah. supposed to have the new regs this year anyway. Um yeah. and it's just kind of like well, the, the main reason they did it was to say that Pirelli didn't have to design an entirely new family of rubber. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, I, I don't want to say it's just luck of the draw, but in a way it kind of is because that's, yeah, it, they've, they've like in done... terms of the aero regulations yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about things like the engine mode back and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that was, I mean, that specifically... does affect everyone yeah. though, because if nobody can turn their engine up, we get no more last lap Lando scenario sevens. But then you have Helmut Marco coming out saying, yeah, we asked the FIA to do it, to peg back Mercedes. And it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Quick question. <laughs> they what got is... further away in 2020. Yeah. What actually is Helmut Marco's job? He's uh chief motorsport advisor at Red Bull Racing yeah. or something. He's like lead uh, talent okay. scout. and yeah, okay, yeah. That, that Everyone makes reports bit... to him, basically. Chief yeah, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought he was just to do like the junior academy. So I was like, why the hell is he fiddling with Formula One's business when he's to do with the junior stuff? But that does make a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the only person above him is Christian Horner. Yeah. And even then, I don't think Christian's got much say in what Helmet does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, Helmet answers to Christian and no one else. Yeah. Probably not even. And that even then, Helmet tells Christian what to do. Yeah. So. so yeah, helmet basically runs the team from the background. There's backseat drivers and then there's backseat helmets. Yeah. Backseat drivers and then helmet Marco. Did you guys see um a Ted Kravitz doing like a thing at this before the race start? Two sex Ted's. Two sex. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. Um, he did that thing at the start where he was like talking about the grid box and stuff yes. and like the yellow light and he just said your helmet I just kept going around him like basically <laughs> going in circles around helmet Marco because <laughs> helmet was basically standing directly on the line where he was trying to talk about so he had to keep going around him I love I love that bit <laughs> I mean Ted, hey. Ted generally is just great so yeah he's just there for a laugh I think yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love his notebooks like it's great mm. Everyone anyway, loves Ted. Um, well, apart from Poffy, <laughs> to say, <sex> <laughs> <laughs> um, when you said that, I was like, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Richard, driver standings, please. Okay, speed um, run this week. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> just read out the names, on, read wait, out the names, <laughs> right? So, just, just names, no points. What about changes? Because we've got swaps. Uh, well, ignore that too. Okay, so twentieth Latifi, nineteenth Masbin, eighteenth Schumacher, seventeenth Russell, sixteenth Giovinazzi, fifteenth Reitman, fourteenth Snow, the thirteenth Stroll, twelfth Ocon, eleventh Alonso, tenth Vettel, ninth Ricardo, eighth Gasly, seventh Sainz, sixth Leclerc, fifth Bottas, fourth Norris, third Perez, second Hamilton, first Verstappen. And the team's championship is as follows: tenth Haas, ninth Williams, eighth Alfa Romeo, seventh Alpine. Sixth Aston Martin, fifth Alfa Tauri, fourth Ferrari, third McLaren, second Mercedes, and first Red Bull. 
Uh, he struggled to say Mercedes, didn't you? I do. Yeah, it's, it's painful every time. <laughs> he only struggles when it's got not got a number one next yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. Um, the only thing that I'll enjoy if Red Bull win the championship next year is that the number one car will return to the grid. That that will make me happy. Instead of just the FP1 at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, podium predictions, standings, please. Uh, in, in seventh is, is Mason on 15 points. In sixth is Chris on 16 points. Yes. In fifth is Alex on 28 points. In fourth is Nia on 30 points. Uh, down two into third is Ben with 31 points. Ben just looked in pain that entire time. <laughs> I knew what was coming. <laughs> uh, in second and up one is me on 39 points. And in first and up one as well on 40 points is Sonia. Oh, Bottas is full. <laughs> yes. Uh, both yes. predictions. Did anyone get one right last week? Uh, Alex said no DNFs. Uh, that is indef- oh, indefinitely oh, correct. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ben said that Ferrari were going to be bad, and they most definitely were. Uh, Great. Podium prediction. Social media, Inder won. They got three points. Well done to them. That, that was it. <laughs> and uh, Mazepin Bingo. Alex got all three right. <laughs> Ooh, well done, Alex. Oh, <laughs> Now let's just end this before we go into F1 Fantasy. Yeah, we have one more thing to do, and that's F1 Fantasy. Fantasy. What, a, what a lovely segue. Yep, yeah. thanks very much, Alex. <laughs> makes it easy it. for us to bring up. Uh, we're not going to go into who scored what this week. We're just yeah, going to go in. Don't. <laughs> Alex is saying. We nearly had an issue there. Fantasy was broke, but it's working again. It's um, broken. It's broken. <laughs> Um, but no, it's working. So turn five Alex for France. The six points this week. The standing in points were as follows: eighth, Alex seventy six; seventh, Richard one hundred and sixty five; sixth, me one hundred and sixty eight; fifth, Nia one hundred ninety two; fourth, Ben two hundred one; third, Nia team two with two hundred five; second, Richard team two with two hundred thirty four; and in first. With the important caveat that a mega driver was used is Richard Team 3 with 297. That's F1 Fantasy done. I'm still annoyed about mega drivers. Um, the one weekend. Wait until after next week. Oh, God. <laughs> the one Freca. weekend. Freca raced at Zanvoort this week. One thing before we just talk about who won. Zanvoort looked very grassy. Like The grass yeah. was very long. Mm. I hope they fix that. So the the groundskeeper's been slacking off is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. I hope they fix that for when Formula One shows up because it didn't look like a grade one circuit should. Um, It's basically what I would say. It was a bit like, I've been a bit sceptical of Zandvoort ever since they announced it. It just seems like there's not much runoff. And like, yeah, it's just It just feels like a very narrow track. Mm. Having played it on the F1 game as well. Yeah. And the other thing that was very strange about at least Freca race one. Um, I can't remember about race two. The start, they didn't go one, two, three, four, five lights drawn. They just switched the lights on, switched them off, and they were off. Like they didn't yeah, bring I them on in sequence. That. I think I noticed that as well. I was like, interesting. I just, huh? 
But I think yeah, I, I kind of wasn't very weird. paying. I kind of wasn't paying attention to Frecker because I was also watching Formula E qualifying. Yeah. I, or or F one qualifying. I can't remember which one. Formula E is pain as well. Oh, so that's why not I'm for me. I'm a, Ventur- I'm a Venturi fan. Not for uh, me. Formula Three. Um, it was just Arthur Leclerc. It was, it was outstanding. His, his yeah, weekend, it was his weekend. Really. I mean, yeah. Victor Martins had a good weekend as well. Yeah, Victor yeah. Um, it was brilliant. The Formula Three, all then, three races. Yeah, the thing, Formula Three was just outstanding. Wasn't the thing MP that I noticed was didn't MP Motorsport get the podium in each race? I think it was. I them. think so. Yeah, it was a there was an Alpine back driver on the podium. I think he's with MP Motorsport, but I can't remember his name. I mean, at one point it looked like we were going to get a um a Prima one two three. Yeah, yeah it, it was like one of the last laps. Victor Martin overtook Dennis Hauger. Spoiled the party. Yeah, yeah. I was like, then, was, are we really? Cool, are we really I surprised at Formula Three being good? No, I'm not. No, it's, Formula it's, Three and Formula Two is yeah. always outstanding. Is anyone like less like excited about it because there's such big gaps and like the three races just kind of like. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, Formula Three is a bit more congested. Formula Two is really bad. Yeah, it's me. like it's six weeks in between Baku and Silverstone. Yeah, which I mean, it's good for Teo Pochetta, so he gets to heal his heal his mm. wrist. But like, bad for us because we get bored. Yeah, I do like the the three race layout in itself, but yeah, I kind of forgot what had happened in F three. Like coming into this weekend, mm. I, I couldn't even I couldn't remember when F three last raced. Spain, is that yeah. right? It was Spain, I think. Yeah. yeah, and you should never be forgetting when the last round was. To be honest, no. I just like what do the apart from train? What do the drivers and like do simulated stuff? What do the drivers like do in between? Watch some of, um, some of them do like DTM. <laughs> Liam yeah. Lawson, okay, yeah. went and won uh, DTM this don't. weekend. I was gonna say Jack Aitken, but he's not a part of F two mm. anymore because he only did Monaco and Baku. Yeah, he well, Dan takes some streams for zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so what I definitely Lee know Wilson. about. So yeah. Where he gets his language from. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He sounds the exact same on the radio as he yeah. does in Warzone. Um and yeah, it was just it was a great weekend for Formula Three to be honest. And then race three was wet. Yeah. Woo, a wet race. We do love a wet race. It just didn't stay wet for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you see? There was um, I can't remember who it was, but there was a journalist who was saying like the weather forecast were for Le Castellet, and it was like meant to be storms all day. But it turned out his weather forecast was for a different Le Castellet, which was like oh yeah, I did see that actually. It was a like, hundred kilometers from the circuit. So in in a different Le Castellet in France, it rained all day, but not of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. It was when you seen the precipitation charts on Google and it was literally quite high and then it just went down to zero for the hours of the race and then went right back up again. You're like, are you serious? Yeah, it's every single race. And what a surprise, Spielberg meant to rain all weekend, supposedly. But it just won't. Which means it'll rain on Saturday. We'll have a wet qualifying and then a blowing dry race. That happened last year as well, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. That was good fun. Yeah. A bit. So George Russell nearly made that in the Q3. Lando third. Yeah. <laughs> Verstappen going sideways through turn 10. 
Antonio Giovinazzi going one step further. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to change my pole prediction for stereo if it's going to rain again. Bear in mind what happened last season. Was it 1.2 seconds? At the yeah, let me track. quickly check the weather forecast. <laughs> it, it's wet. Well, I made mine based okay. on the fact that it's oh. dry. So that's my yeah. prediction in a bin. Yeah. Okay. That Friday is to be stormy with a 94% chance of rain at 2 o'clock. Um, Saturday is to be rainy with no higher than a 67... Sorry, a 71% chance of rain, but that's at 2 in the morning. And Sunday, 78% chance of rain at 2 o'clock. So, it just isn't. It's... It's going to be dry. Well, well, we'll have some live insight from that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And how the weather was exactly from the region next time out, because we'll be joined by Sonia, who is actually going to that event. So. Yep. Okay. Okay, Sonia, getting a ticket for the Grand Prix. Is there fans yeah. then at the Styrian Grand Prix, but not the Austrian? No, I think there's fans. There's both. There's both. There, yeah. yeah. Um, how, I'm not going to ask you how that, I don't know how it works. Like, they sell tickets. Just get a, give it another ticket. But... I don't know. They just probably just advertise tickets for two different races, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. we'll have to ask next week. Yeah. <laughs> How did you buy your ticket? <laughs> um. So, yeah. Formula Three, typical chaos. I think in race one there was five race leaders at one point. So. Yeah, lots of five takes. race leaders. Yeah. I think in the yeah, in the first race there was like. There was an eight-car train for the win by the end. I'm pretty sure yeah. there was that. And the thing is, with Formula Three, it's brilliant because there was overtakes like at all different parts of the track. It wasn't just yeah into the chain. Was... I loved the the last corner dive bombs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those were those were great. That's just what makes Formula Three so entertaining. Is yeah. because it is basically a spec series. You can follow so well. Mm. Um. So, Styrian GP predictions. Now that we've read out the weather forecast, Richard, I suggest you put the ones that we sent you in the bin. Let's do it live. Oh. Um, because I've got a feeling that everyone's going to change them. Nope. I'm staying. I'm sticking with what okay. I got. I'm Rich. just sticking with what okay, I've got. Okay, Richard, in that case, what have you got? Uh, I am going for a carbon copy of this week. Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, and Verstappen on pole. Nia, you said you're sticking. I think I said the same thing. You did, indeed. Yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> All right, Ben. Are we allowed to change? I, I mean, he's, he's just throwing it out there, so I'm, I'm going to have to write it down now. So, yeah, go on. <laughs> okay. Because we hadn't taken the weather forecast into account, so you're allowed to change. <laughs> yeah, that's Given right. new data. <laughs> Ham, Hamilton, Verstappen, Ricardo, because Sonia's there. Fair. Paul? Paul. Uh, Lewis. Alex? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with mine on the basis that I think it's going to be dry, which was Verstappen Pohl, then Verstappen Hamilton Norris. Just because I wanted something different, to be honest. <laughs> and off the basis so, of last year. But yeah. Off the basis of last year, it's going to rain in qualifying and then be dry for the race. So I'm going to stick with my race prediction of Verhambot. <laughs> But I'm going to change my pole prediction to Hamilton because he's just the king of the rain. Yeah, if it rains, I think Hamilton will have it, but I don't think it will rain just because 
We're going to get trolled yet again. Well, we uh, don't have long to wait. So by the time this episode comes out, uh, well, the driver's conference is in two days. <laughs> um. Okay. Bold predictions. And we are very far ahead on where we thought we were, so we might be able to go back and actually talk about Freca. <laughs> Wait, um, you, for like massive bingo results, did we actually talk about what Alex said? Oh no, I didn't. No, no. no. We'll, we'll do that when we, <laughs> act, when we do this. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah I, re- I realized as we were um, do- talking about like Formula Three, I was like, "Wait, else did we actually talk about?" Is what he said. We'll come <laughs> back to that. Um, we were trying to speed run this too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a mega speed run. Well, yeah, after the last couple of episodes of pure waffle. Yeah, I think we've... yeah. <laughs> well, apart, apart well last, last week, week we ended up talking about Singapore and a France <laughs> podcast. So pure, pure waffle. waffle. Yeah, <laughs> we have it down to a decent length, just yeah. by yeah. speed running it. Um, <laughs> so bold predictions. Nia, bold prediction for Steria. Uh, I'm just gonna stick with what I've always done. Unexpected DNF. It happened last year. It may happen again. You got called out on on my text messages for for that wasn't very bold. Just saying. Oh, Richard's <laughs> friends calling me out. Ben, George Russell will get his first points for Williams. That is bold. No, you, I was, I said I, that I in, um, when did I say yeah. that? Yeah, but it's it's not you Back saying in. it, so it might actually happen. <laughs> yeah. I did alright this week. You know, I'm good at yeah, predicting things, Alex. Anyone. <laughs> um, Alex? Um, right, so I'm going for two in a row here then. Uh, there will be contact of some sort between a Mercedes and a Red Bull. I'm not saying which ones. Mm. And that's why I've not got Bottas or Perez. Well, it's not. I've just completely made that up. Yeah. I haven't got Bottas or Perez he, on the podium. He's got Hamilton and Verstappen <laughs> on the podium and not so Bottas and Perez. So you know, we know who's know. crashing. It might be like Spain where, you know, Verstappen and Hamilton, or Imola even, where they where they slightly touched in the first corner. Mm. get away with it. Richard? I'm going to say that the F1 race will be dry, but the W Series race is going to be wet. Okay. Uh, and I'm actually going to give one this week because I forgot last week. Uh, and I'm going to say, I think we might have a red flag. Especially with such a high chance of rain. If it does rain in the race, I think there's a very high chance of a red flag. If it rains enough in quali. Oh, I mean, it yeah, might just happen but... quality anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking like weather-specific red flags like we had last time around mm. when they just delayed it until the rain wasn't quite as torrential. Yeah. So. Well, that wasn't so much the, it were re- a weather-related red flag. They just didn't start. True, yeah. Yeah, they just did delay the whole shebang and then Giovinazzi went off and then they red flagged it. <laughs> Formula 3 start... No, not Formula 3, Formula 2 started about three hours late. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was wasn't great for them. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's my bold prediction. I think we'll have a red flag in the race. 
Um, Mazepin bingo. So what did Alex predict last week that got my bingo? Alex correctly um, predicted that Mazepin would indeed finish the race on which lap he was over. He was lapped for the first time <coughs> and how many total laps down he would finish. So, Alex, is he going to finish? Um, this is a more difficult one. Yeah, I think he will. Okay. And on what lap? Oh, how many laps are there? Let's get that number okay, first. Yeah. Let's 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 be fair. I need to like let's... pretend I'm doing maths again, like last time. Um... <laughs> it's happening like every time. Up. At least someone has said right math. Don't pretend I'm doing. <laughs> There's seventy-one laps. Seventy-one. Okay, and it's what one minute. One minute five, five lap. is the lap. So based on a complete guess, that's nothing to do with any of that. Um, lap thirty-two again. <laughs> Why not? Even and though it's a much shorter track. How many laps down? Um, I'm just going to go the same one again because there'll Ooh. be a safety car late or not late, but late enough. Late enough that he only gets lap one. Okay, Ben, he's is he going to finish? No. Okay. It's going to rain. He's going to spin. He's going to get trapped in a gravel trap. <laughs> is he going to be lapped before he DNFs? No. Okay. Uh, Chris, is he going to finish? Yes. And on what lap? How many laps is um, Austria again? 71. 71, yeah. Um, about 32. I said, isn't it? Yeah, and how many total laps down? <laughs> Two. Two. Oh, okay, good. We've got a difference. Uh, Nia. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. He's not going to finish. Okay, is he going to get lapped before he DNFs? Yes, on 25, because I'm sticking with what I always go with. <laughs> 25, but he won't finish a total lap down because he isn't finishing. I'm going to say he is going to finish. I'm going to say 27, and I'm going to say two laps down. So that is Mazepin Bingo locked in. Um, we have some social media podium predictions, which we should probably cover. Um, Discord, we've got Lily, who <laughs> has <laughs> stuck with... Hamilton Verstappen Bottas and Pole for Hamilton. She, she's not changing. I, I even gave her the option after the after the French race to like, you sure? And she went, yeah, just no, fine. I uh, admire the courage. I yeah. admire the courage. Yeah. Uh, I admire the optimism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, underscore KR underscore forty five went for Verstappen Perez Hamilton and Verstappen on Pole. Uh, Hamble ninety three went for Verstappen Hamilton Perez and Perez on pole uh, and my mate Matt went for Hamilton Perez Ricardo and Hamilton on pole and he has self-proclaimed himself as the outlandish guesser <laughs> uh, he also gave me a bold prediction of Verstappen to DNF and that DNF is going to be caused by Sonoda <laughs> so um, that's exactly what I said <laughs> so we do have time, so we're going to talk about F1 play. I did all right this week. I, I don't actually know how I did. Disaster of a weekend. I, I always People forget. Have won. Uh, yeah, one. I, I think at least one person got zero point zero three percent. That's uh, a lot. This is the best. This is the best I've done. Um. So I got one. <laughs> um. And Nia and Richard both got five. Correct. 
even all reliable of will there be a safety? Car? I know, yeah, that's what mm. let me down really. Um, um I had Hamilton Verstappen Bottas for the podium. I changed the winning margin for it to be bigger. I originally had the right thing and then I changed it to be the next one up. Yeah. I had fastest lap wrong. All I got was Lando Norris being faster in one point five. Okay, I got, uh mine's I got, more embarrassing. Yeah. I I, oh. I picked Charles Leclerc. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, 16th. I got Fernando Alonso as the fastest of I had that I had lot, Seb. Um, so I was one position off to be fair. I, I, I said Mick was gonna be the first to retire because I thought he'd have like gearbox issues after his quality crash. I said George Russell. I said Mazepin. Obviously thought, no one retired. Um, I thought Russell so was my, just gonna yeet someone. Fair. My prediction of seventeen finishes therefore didn't come true and no safety yeah, card. Yeah, at eighteen. Yeah. I, I had the, a safety car and I had the winning margin of seven to twelve yeah, seconds. I, I had yeah, the. I, didn't get um, that. I said two I had, to four. I had the podium right <coughs> and first finish of Q one right, which was Lando. Uh, I got fastest lap. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I didn't get the uh, first finish of Q one. Obviously, no one retired. Uh, I said nineteen finishes and safety car. Obviously, didn't happen. And then winning margin, the seven to twelve seconds, which. I originally had two to four, then I changed it. I am not mad at all. Totally not mad. <laughs> In other words, Nia is raging. She is positively fuming. Yep. Tamping fuming raging. <laughs> <laughs> For those of us who don't speak Welsh, <laughs> that means she's really annoyed. <laughs> that's, like the one, that's the one thing that will bring out my Welsh accent is tamping fuming raging. So we've gained quite a lot of time on where we thought we would be. Let's talk about Freca a little more. Saucy um, one. Yeah, Gregor oh. Saucy won both races. Again. Yeah. I is, wonder is who it, the champion's going to be. Is it too early to declare him as the champion? How to be honest, after I... Oh, God. Uh... I don't even know how many races are in Freca. Uh, there's, there's five 20 rounds races, so yeah, oh. they're halfway through the season. I, mean, I wonder who's gonna win. Yeah, after seeing like the first three rounds and how dominant Saucy's been, because he had like all four pole positions in the first two rounds, so it's like yeah, like yeah. Um, Prema is really not doing well this now because like in the first up until Monaco, Paul Aaron had like top four every race. He had like P two, P three, or P four. Then he binned it at Monaco. He got like second, then he binned it coming into Sandavon. So, Gregor Saucy is now an entire race weekend clear of Hadrian David. Oh, oh God, he is. God, so 60 leads 96. Yeah. With 50 points being the maximum in a, in a race weekend. I wonder who is going to win. So, the more interesting one this year then is the rookie's standings. Well, I mean, the fight for second. Yeah. Because seven points separates second down to sixth. So. There we have a rookie in third at the moment. Yeah. And Hadrian David. And then the next nearest rookie Sorry, is Isaac Gabriella Hadjar, Mini. Sorry, Isaac Hadjar, not Hadrian David. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, next nearest rookie is Gabriella Mini in sixth on 89 points. So. Who does Saucy Drive for? ART. ART. 
Now that's a bit more interesting because they're only fourteen points clear of uh, RASGP. Yeah, I will direct you towards Monaco, where Gregoire Saucy failed to score points. Yeah, yeah. And... I didn't like one. Yeah, ART sec- scored eight points in yeah. that Monaco weekend. In the second race uh, of RA Monaco, scored forty. Uh, sorry, eighty-six. In the second race of Monaco, didn't wasn't an all RACP podium because they have four drivers, I think. But there's there's so many drivers that yeah. it's really I hard think, to keep track. I think RSGP yeah. have four drivers, but I'm Lena on the Freca website Bula just like now. I'll, I'll find out. Yeah. Lena Bula, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's yeah. always at the back. Hadrian yeah. David, Zin Maloney, Isaac Hajar, and Lena Bula. Yeah, she's always at the back. So sad times. Prima don't seem to do the greatest in Freca, to be honest. They were, as I said, they were doing all right in Paul Aaron, and like Dino Boganovic was like up there, and I think David Vidalis won the first race. Yeah, David Vidalis is good. That, they, I think that they were doing then, all like, right until about after, halfway through Monaco. Yeah, Monaco, yeah. they've just gone downhill because they got a podium in the first race for Paul Aaron. Now they've points, just gone downhill. Eight points, three points, seven points, 16 points, six points. Yeah, they've just gone downhill since Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they get back on it, though, they'll be all right. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're only in third, but they are already a uh, hundred and one points behind second place. So, I and they, they are only on they are only one point in front of fourth. So, I hope they do get another, back on it because I'm I want Puma to win. Another <laughs> another constructors championship with a big old fight for third. Uh, so yeah, Vidalis did win. Uh, which call it the first race. In one of the stewards' documents, it's actually very well produced because it was made by Formula One, um, because it was part of one of their back yeah. weekends. Every weekend, apart from like the last last two, have been with the GT Championship. The rest yeah. of them were with F One. And now, the GT ones, to be fair, are actually not too bad as well. They're a bit readable. Um, but so when you get into like the 24 hours of spa and it's like at 15 hours 32 minutes 12 seconds point zero zero four, this person left the track and gained a lasting advantage yeah <laughs> um, i mean i know freck is a junior category and stuff but some of the some of the documents that got uploaded are quite difficult to read you just kind of wish that they'd use they'd set or like the a ones. template from f1 and they just use yeah. that just have like a blank document that's like driver name here, lap of incident, case of incident, dished out penalty, or uh, well, um, result of investigation. It doesn't be that no investigation necessary or penalty points or whatever. Or just have like the FIA just have like the same set document for everything. Yeah. Just have have fill in the blanks of driver details. Although the layout is very similar, let's let's compare them. So here's a Freca one. (laughs) <laughs> about a time being reinstated, which you would never see in Formula One. Um, here it is. It's, it's not the clearest. It's uploaded slanty. It's just. Is it literally like, just scanned in? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah there was a like, signature at the bottom there. Yeah, it's <laughs> generally signed. Yeah. And then let's go to FIA.com. It hasn't even been received by the competitor. What a shambles. Yeah. And. 
there's the F1 ones. It's, they're yeah. just, they're so clear. And you scroll, scroll down to the bottom of the page. Yeah, See that? Just Digital names. signatures. Done. Yeah. <laughs> just leave it at that. So, I, as I say, I get Freck as a junior category and everything. But when you literally got to borrow F1's documents when you were with them, just copy them. Save a template. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, make get a logo. It would make everything know. so much easier for like the like stewards as well, just having it's, the same document just with a different logo. It's the one time you want that, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, don't make yeah. it too obvious. You want them to make it too obvious. Yeah. I think the only F1 document that is physically signed on the bottom of it is timekeeping. And it's signed by the timekeeper. There you go. So if you ever wondered who is the official timekeeper for Formula One, it's Ed Bellingham. The more um, you know. According to these stewards' documents. And then you get this lovely... This is what I use to find out who won. I don't look at the website. I read this. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 use, I use the app today because I was... Yeah, I was in. Which is also how I found out <laughs> that George Russell done his fastest lap on lap fifty-two, which uh, was his yeah. penultimate lap. Um, so, I I do like some aspects of the F one live timing though. Um, yeah, fine. Dump a picture. I took. It shows you the um, positions of all the drivers throughout the course of the race. Uh, I remember when I used oh, to use God. live timing as a way to watch the race if I couldn't be at home because there's the driver tracker. Yeah, that's exactly And right. I, I used I, to just follow that. I do that if I miss like a qualifying. If I, if I, well, I don't go to work anymore, but if I was at work, I would, and we were like in the van, I would just sit there and watch the cars, the dots go around the track. That's what, that's what I was doing for Mazepin bingo. I was like, okay, we're going to pick a guide first. We're going to pick Mazepin. And we're just going to leave it there. And we're going to watch the race. And then when it gets close, we're going to pay attention. <laughs> and then it happened in the pit lane. And I'm like, oh, this is a joke. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with that, um, we're going to stick to our plan of moving Formula E um, to, the, to the bumper episode. So with that, it wraps up this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. That's one out of three done. Uh, yes. <laughs> Next up, Styrian Grand Prix, followed by the Austrian Grand Prix, followed by two weeks off? One week off? I'll take any, week any weeks off of just pure carnage <laughs> at this point. Though. Yeah, a week off and then Silverstone. So in that week off, it'll be Formula E and F1 2021. Yeah. The official video game, not it, the season. It is a week. <laughs> yeah, it is a week off because Goodwood Festival of Speed is in between Austria and St- Silverstone, and I'm very excited for it. I am going. <laughs> ah. So Nia will be coming to us live from the Goodwood <laughs> Festival of Speed. Yeah, I might have to be live from Silverstone as well, actually. <laughs> and then we got Sonia live from Syria. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she'll be back home by that point, but. I actually uh, might not yeah. be on the Monday. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't think I'll be on the train. From the train. I might be. Yeah, Alex, if you can get into the circuit on Monday, that would be great. I, <laughs> I don't actually know. I'll probably be on the way home. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, probably be on the way. The <laughs> I, I think I still might be at the festival of speed if 
on that Monday. Right, you can give us a track walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it I think it would have finished by then because I think it's like Thursday to Monday. That's fine. That just means you won't get run over doing your track walk. Oh. Good point. Good point. Yeah, so Nia's going to be laughing at the festival speed while we talk about Formula E and the F1 2021 game. I will just be walking around trying to find a Wi-Fi hotspot. Just be like, <laughs> please. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for watching. Enjoy the race this weekend, which is accompanied by FIA Formula 3 and W Series, I believe. Yes. Yes. W Series, definitely. W Series, definitely. Uh, I'm not sure about Formula E, sorry. Quick check. I know Formula 3 is Austrian. Calendar 2nd to 4th of July. That's next week. So it's just W Series this week. Ah, just W Series. Mm. So you've got a nice relaxing week in terms of support races. You don't have a <laughs> only one this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can take a breather. <laughs> um, so we'll have all the news from the W Series open season opener in, in Styria. And then, then Austria is FIA Formula Three and W Series, yeah. if I remember correctly. And then Silverstone Formula Two and W Series. So we've got a lot of support races coming up, which is the one thing I like about these big spaced out gaps is we're basically having a support series every weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's like one as big, opposed to last like, year where after Russia we basically had none. Yeah, it's like this big block. Of support races, then it goes to like barely any after like Monza, I think. And then we go to Jeddah, uh, yeah. and Yas Marine is changing. Uh, there's, yeah, oh, there's, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I forgot. <laughs> ben, oh. <is> <laughs> I think new... this is the third week in a row we're gonna have outro one and outro two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's More a half new an hour of the waffle. Yas Marina circuit. <laughs> um, I'll pull it up because WTF1 shared it on their Twitter. Well, Thanks very much to WTF1 for making this graphic for us so we don't have to. Um, link this will be in the, the description to their post. So there's so, nothing concrete about this yet. It's just sort of this is subject what's been. to homologation done. by the FIA. This, the white lines, are the changes to the circuit for Yas Marina. Um, so that's what turn. The, the turn six hairpin yeah. has been sort of One, elongated. Two, they got three, rid of the chicane. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so is that turn five that'll be now? Um, One, two, three, On brand. four. <laughs> is that it, turn come five yeah. here? It counts and as one so in the game. Six. Yeah. Whenever so I see sex. like, whenever I see turn five come up and say like replays, <laughs> as, like the before the race, I think nice podcast, great podcast. Um, so I think that would be five because yeah, that would be five. Nine, ten, but and then the, 11, the other bits 12, after thirteen, yeah. fourteen. So the we're losing about five corners here. Yeah, but nobody overtakes there anyway. Fourteen, <laughs> no one overtakes in the entire final sector. Yeah. So I think they've done that to try. Obviously, they can't really change the last few corners because there's a really great hotel there. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what happens when you design an F1 track around a building instead of, you know, designing the buildings around a good F1 track. Um, but at least they're this doing something. This corner can lead to some good overtaking if you know how to send that down the inside. Uh, especially now that they've changed the entry <laughs> into it. Yeah. 
looks like you now should be able to carry more speed corner. into yeah. it. Yeah. So it was already flat out into it, though, mind you. Yeah, but you, it was flat out from a much slower speed. It was so. flat out ER rather than yeah. Yeah. So they'll be carrying more speed into it rather than than anything else. So we'll see. We'll find out in December if it works. <laughs> yeah, and only half a year away. Yeah. And we're still waiting to hear what's happening to Singapore. Yes. Singapore. I just want them to hold a race. I like Singapore. <laughs> um, never mind. No. I thought, did we talk about Roman Grosjean's test got moved? Well, obviously, we yeah, know we Roman Grosjean's test has been yeah. postponed because of COVID. Obviously we don't know when it is. Now. No. That's the end of this week's Turn 5 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um... It was meant to be a, a speed run. I don't think it ended up being a speed run. Well, in fairness, <laughs> I, we've only been on, well, I've only been on the call an hour and a half. And, uh, yeah, hour oh, and 20 okay. minutes. Yeah, we didn't oh, start okay. until about 20 past So we're not yeah. bad. That's right. Um, yeah. Not as bad as two episodes ago. So on that terrible <laughs> disappointment, it's time to end. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for watching. Leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment, rate five stars, thumbs up, um, clap. Anything. Follow and ring the notification <laughs> bell. Just yeah. Well, bravo. <laughs> yeah, after the episode ends, just someone sitting in the room. Amazing. And we shall see you next time. Tara. Bye. Bye.